0: welcome to today's episode on life in the front office i'm your host jay Kirschman here on no filter network excited to be here with my co-host pat gallagher um pat we're going to talk about how like where did we get to 250 episodes from we started from this little idea back in september of 2018 we said uh let's write a book
1: yeah that was a stupid idea that was, write a yeah. yeah well writing a book you've written a book i've written a couple books and it's you know i Writing a book is a first of all, what I've learned is, you know, you see people walking around with those little headphones in and what I I thought they were listening to music and what they're what they're doing is they're listening to books because it's much easier to consume a book through your ears than it is through your eyes. So um, that's sort of how this thing started. And, you know, writing a book was it was tedious. And once you write it, it's done. Sort of what we thought was if, if we wound up getting people in the industry to talk about what they do and how they do it and why they do it, maybe it would be interesting to somebody. So it's funny, we started out talking about things that would be interested to students in, in sports management, and what's happened is as our audience grows, it's just people in the in the sports business and elsewhere who are just interested in the guests that we have. So Um, It was sort of inadvertent, but it's, um, you know, it's, it's great. It's amazing to me that we've gotten to 250 episodes. And, you know, the question is, what are the next 250 going to look like? What, what kinds of guests, what are they going to talk about? And also doing this at a time when we're we're all going through this pandemic is a, I mean, it's sort of a shared, a shared painful experience. (laughs) Pat, it's, (laughs) I'm going to, we're going to have to go back
0: to all the episodes where, Probably at some point, like June, July of 2020, the, the, the perspective was, well, in a pandemic this or in COVID this, and then come to realize like that's been the common perspective for now, how long? A year, right? So when you think about um, what people are going to be talking about, look, the stories are great. People have all sorts of different paths. We've learned that. We've seen that. There's so many different parts to the industry. We've we've just scratched the surface in terms of kind of digging up and uncovering uh, the different parts of the sports and entertainment industry. But there's so much more to uncover and there's so many different people. Right. I think we at the at the end of the day, what we've found is that you got to give people a voice. Right. And give people a platform to talk about their experiences, talk about what they're going through in the industry, some of the insights and lessons that they've learned. Um, So that, you know, ultimately the impact, right, we can reach a thousand followers, we can reach a hundred thousand followers, but even if it just impacts one person with what they do in their daily life, in their career, then we've done our job. And I think uh, that's the exciting part. So as you, as you mentioned, kind of the next 250, there's a lot to uncover and what 2021 is going to bring,
1: what 2022 is going to look like, and just kind of the future of the industry as a whole. Well, you remember when we started this you know the pandemic which you know none of us have been through a pandemic you know unless you're 100 years old um and uh, but you you look at at the things that have gone on and remember the early episodes people kind of said well when it ends when we start coming back here's you know we're here's what we're forecasting you know people are going to want to be safe they're going to do and, and all of a sudden this is this it has gone beyond what any of us had had thought And I think the thing that's amazing to me, I I sort of, I I think I'm sort of a half glasses, half full guy, is what amazes me is how resourceful people are, Um, how, you know, this word pivot now that somehow is connected with the pandemic. But people in their lives and in their business lives, if you if you if you manage a lot of people or if you're responsible for these sports entities, whatever they are, you have to. you have to you have to be able to be resourceful, and realize that we're it's sort of a shared painful experience that we're all going through. But um, you know we're sitting here talking to each other. I'm uh, on, online, and we're looking for you know we're we're looking for. It, it shows me that people have to be able to connect with other people, and this shared experience that we have with others it, it, to be able to share that. And to share the vulnerabilities that we all might be feeling, um, I think it's a pretty healthy thing, and I think that's one of the benefits I think that um, life in the front office has shown is that um, it's like eavesdropping on a conversation with some people who you know may, may be accomplished. I mean, look, we're not discovering a cure for a disease here, or we're not saving lives here. We're just providing we're providing entertainment, and we're providing. Uh, something that's sort of near and dear sports is something it's it, I can, like I say you know, I, I have my thing I say there's four things that people really care about you know they care about their family they care about maybe what they do for a living they care about their religion whatever their belief is and they care about sports unfortunately it's not necessarily in that order you know I mean, sometimes <laughs> they get that all kind of screwed up but hey, that's the people care so much about this is what makes it interest, interesting.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, when we've had these these guests on to talk, it's not just the glamour either of, oh, I won this championship. And, you know, I think about the episode we did with Bruce Bowen. Bruce is a three-time NBA champion. But what did we talk about with Bruce? His failures, right? And what he learned from his failures and what he learned from teamwork. And so I think, you know, underneath all of the, the you know, grit and the and the glamour of the sports industry, there's there's these lessons that we can all learn. To your point, we're not curing cancer, but there is ways to, to utilize our platforms to impact people's lives, right? To your point, that's yeah. one of the four things that people care about, right? If you can make that experience, you know, what it needs to be for people to give them an outlet or something of that and sort. And also, I, I
1: think people who are, are aspiring to get into this business, whereas they look at, you know, old timers like me, but they look at some of the, look at young guys like you who are who are you know already made a, your presence known in the business. They they just want to say, well, these these guys these are these guys aren't any smarter than I am. They're not any better than I am. They're sure. um, you know how are they doing it? And and to be able to listen to somebody else talk, almost like eavesdropping on a conversation with people who are you know sort of have a common subject. Um, can be sort of instructive. I mean, it can be helpful. And and what I hope is that people who watch this or who are somehow touched by it, and they have if they have an interest in making uh, sports, rather than just be their avocation, have it maybe be their vocation, I hope it encourages them to do it. And uh, because that's what the business needs, is we need smart, engaged, uh, ambitious, and mostly curious people coming in. That's what we need. Yeah. I mean, look, you gotta be curious in the fun business. As you call it the fun
0: business, you have to have that yeah. curious mindset of, you know, what's next, right? You can't just you can't just do the same thing every season over and over again. And hey, we've learned this year, like that's definitely not gonna be the case moving forward. But uh, uh, to anyone being able to make a name for themselves in the industry, look, at the end of the day, it's all about who you know, right? And we have these conversations about how did you know, Pat, who helped you get to where you are, right? And and how many people have you helped get to where they are and so on. And at the end of the day, it's creating these relationships, which, you know, the beauty of of my seat throughout the first 250 episodes is not only have, have I gotten to connect with people that, that are in my network, but I get to see you that you've known for 20, 20, 25, 30 years in the industry. And just to see that common bond, even if you haven't, you know, touch base in a couple of years. It's still it comes back like, like that, right? And
1: I think it's, well, it's I mean, some of the characters. Remember when we talked to the San Diego Chicken? I mean, the San oh Diego God, Chicken, who one of the most famous mascots, but nobody ever saw the chicken's face. He, he always had that costume on, and we got a chance to 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 see what was inside that and talk to him. And now he's in his in his late 60s and he can't really physically do it anymore. And he sort of laments that. I mean, he sort of, you know, he looks back to the, to, to the number of things that he did um, as, as this, you know, the proverbial lampshade on your head as this mascot. And he was just one person, he's a human being and he was in one of, but some of these other people that we've talked to, I mean, Ted Robinson, who's my buddy, who's a, you know, he talks, he's a broadcaster and he's very versatile, not only baseball, basketball, Olympics, tennis, and all that stuff. And what I learned is all I had to do was ask him one question and then shut up. And he just, he just, he talks for a living. He, he, he just carried the thing. We finally had to say, okay, Ted, uh, we're going to, we're going to uh, wrap this thing up now. Oh. And then he and I were going to go have a beer after that, which was even better.
0: I was going to say, the only thing that got him off the mic was the fact that you said you were going to go get beers. And so Pat, I think, you know, yeah, that, yeah. that's what, did it. but you know, Pat, I think back to, All of the people that we've had on, and it's and it's a diverse group, right? We've tried to make sure that we, you know, represent the industry in in a way in which there are people from everywhere, every place, um, every background, every type of experience, and even from the player side. We've had a couple players on, even Eric himself, right? And to learn the lessons of what these players are doing post their playing career and how they're trying to either make it in the business or do something a little bit different. You know, I think it's it's really interesting to see it from all perspectives, right? We could almost rename the podcast of like around the globe in the world of sports, because at the end of the day, what we're trying to do is we're trying to get a perspective and a lens
1: through someone yeah. that we don't have that experience. Well, I've sort of made a conscious effort in trying to find guests to get as many women, um, you know, involved as guests. And I think back through some of them. I mean, the the gal who I I thought was a kick was um, Marie Tewitt, who was the athletic director at San Jose State, who just had this incredible, I mean, this is the toughest, one of the toughest jobs as an athletic director is to have a a mid or low tier, um, you know, uh, know, they compete with all the best teams, but they don't have the big budgets. They have to schedule their football team to go be a punching bag for, you know, Notre Dame or somebody else (laughs) for the payday. And also they're a commuter school, but this gal was, you know, what impressed me so much is that she was uh, so enthusiastic and so uh, so engaging about what the task is. And, you know, I, I sort of root for her and I root for how about Stacey Slaughter from the Giants who got on. And uh, I, I gave her t- tough time because she did one of the things that I'm hoping to do someday. She did a TED Talk. And she talked what she talked about. She said, "Well, I not she knocked me off. She talked about being in the fun business, which is what we're in. We're in the fun business. Nobody needs any of this stuff." But some of the other people uh, over the the course of it, and Jake, you've you've been on every episode. I've been on maybe you know, maybe a third or less of the episodes. So, um, but it's good to to have people from all different walks a uh, life uh, who are. Um, if you're an athlete and you've done this, for, done this for a living, one thing you realize is you can't do it forever, you know, no. no matter how good you are, no matter how good Eric Burns or Will Clark, who are doing, you know, they've got their own little show on this thing now. Both of them are, they were at the top of their game, but you can't do it anymore. Willie Mays can't go out and play anymore. He's 90, over. he's going to be 90 years old uh, in May, May 6th. So um, anyway, it's Pat I, Pat. I think I think about Gene Afterman. We had Gene on for
0: oh. you know about forty-five minutes, and and the best thing, hands down, about Gene was that she predicted Kim Ng being the next GM of a professional baseball team and being the first female GM uh, on the podcast. I mean, she she said she hands, hands down, I don't want to be a GM, and we kind of talked through that a little bit with her of. You know why yeah. and why not and she goes the person that's next in line is
1: kim A. and it happened which is pretty cool to see great gal i mean gene And the other thing the other thing was you know we we're, were trying to be sort of you know pg on the whole thing and at the end we sort of said well <laughs> what do you want people to remember about which the job you did with the egg is? and she said well i just want people to, to remember that i didn't fuck it up which <laughs> Which, Which is I think she both was both by surprise, but it was uh, um, anyway. She was she was fantastic, and um, you know some of the um, some of the other people. I'm thinking through some of the other characters that we had on. I mean, it was um, you know some of the people who um, you know the people that you know Bill Schlau, who who is you know from the Giants, and actually I worked with Bill, but he wasn't my guest. He was Andy's guest. And he talked about he's, you know, he's a technology guy and he's figured out how to integrate technology into the business of baseball, which is pretty, pretty amazing thing. And this is a guy that probably should be moving around in the business, but he stayed with the Giants for now 20 years, continuing to refine uh, the experience. Um, Yeah, some I'm a big sales. guy. Some of the people who are in sales. who, you know, I love to talk to. Um, Russ Stanley from the Giants is another one who, the, the ticket guy, you know, he's the ticket guy from the Giants. Um, Pat, we've done some uh, pretty cool,
0: we've done some pretty cool partnerships as well, right? With some of these top sports Pat. management programs in the country. And I mean, we've had, we're, we're going to have the AD at the University of Florida on here soon. And, um, you know, we've had other other members from many of the different front offices, you know, uh, my alma mater, Ohio University, we've done some fantastic shows uh, on that end, uh, starting with the great Pat O'Connor, right? Former president of minor league baseball and obviously that minor league baseball component shifting now with MLB, but I mean, he's a, he's an absolute legend in the game. And um, it's really interesting just to see uh, the evolution of, of people in their careers and what parts they're in. Um, and the fun part is, We've even had people on multiple times where the first time we did an episode, they were in one job and the next time they were in a different job and you get a totally different perspective.
1: Well, and, and like the University of San Francisco, their sports management program, um, when I left the Giants, they did such a cool thing is that they endowed a fellowship in my name. It's called the Pat Gallagher Fellowship. You know, who knew? And these were um, kids that, kids, these are students that highly competitive, um, and what they did, what they were able to do as a Pat Gallagher Fellow, is that they were able to do a, an internship with the Giants that they got paid for, but they got, in a year, they got to move around to all different departments. And they've been doing it now for, I don't know, 10, 12 years. And these are people who have, you know, who, who've had a, an incredibly rich experience. You know, you sort of, you sort of get, if you, if you get to see what's under the hood at a major league baseball team and realize that the people who are working there are not rocket scientists, they're just regular people who have a passion for the business. It was, uh, it's great fun. I like to kid them all when I talk to them. Cause I, is that it, it, I, this fellowship that's in my name, I never could have qualified for it. You know, I mean, it, it, it they never would have picked somebody like me, but um, I just think it's um, my whole hope for the, for the, For the podcast and what we do is I want to encourage more people to get into our business. I think it's you know as a as a career, as their vocation. And and they can help write the script going forward of what's what's going to happen. But that was my goal. That's the reason I decided, you know, I wanted to get involved in this was to encourage more people to get into the business.
0: Yeah, Pat, I think it's what's been a really neat experience is I've been able to teach at the University of Florida as an adjunct. And been able to incorporate some of the podcasts into my teaching and to see the students reflect and understand how they're learning and get exposed to different areas. No joke. I had a student that said, hey, I listened to this episode with Steve Page, who was at NASCAR and Sonoma Raceway. You know, remember that one? And she goes, I didn't know what NASCAR was. And look, we take it for granted that everyone knows about everything, but sometimes you just don't and you don't know what you don't know. And I thought it was great that, again, we could even expose someone to that, right? And to show them that, hey, there is an industry around auto racing. Um, and, and, you know, the ability to think about where are where is the nearest auto track, right? N- near where I live or where I'm from, and could that be a career? And so I think to your point, well, it's just exposure. It is.
1: It, also, if this unbelievable period of time that we're going through, a lot of times I spend time in talking to students, they're sitting there and they're, they're going, oh my God, we're going through this pandemic. You know, they're laying people off. They're, you know, t- things are going out of business. How am I ever gonna make this into a career? And what I tell them is, you're probably in getting interested in this in the greatest time in history, because yes, we're going through this, but we're gonna have to have more creativity, more engagement, more curiosity, from people to come out of it, it's not business as usual. It's going to be the people who are coming in with a fresh perspective, who are going to figure out what the next what the next level of engagement would be. How do you make people feel safe coming back to uh, to these venues? How do you how do you get kids who haven't played Little League baseball in a year, or how do you get them? They, now they're maybe they're doing, they're gaming or something. How do you get them interested again? So it's it's. It's a little bit of humble pie than anybody in the business has. It's because of, uh, of something that we're all sort of sharing together. So I, I, I encourage people, I, at least the young people I talk to, I said, you, you're, you're getting interested in this business at exactly the right time because well, there are going to be more and more opportunities than you ever even thought. Well, Pat, as,
0: as one of our co-hosts, Andy Dolich says, you know, run to chaos and disaster, I'll steal, steal his quote, but it's true. Right. And so in this period we are in chaos and disaster. And if someone calls you up and says, how are you going to do this? Half the time your answer is, gosh, I don't know. We're going to figure it out, but I don't know. Right. And, And you just try and figure it out along the way, but to Andy's point and where Andy started his career, um, it's really cool to see him be involved as the COO of, of Fan Controlled Football, see that come to life. We had a couple episodes with so Rob, their, their founder, and Patrick Dees um, to talk about, wait, you're letting the fans call the plays? How does that work, right? And to actually see that come to life on Twitch, I mean, there's just, it's fascinating. Um, and I think that to your point, right, there's going to be evolutions in our business that we just don't know what's coming yet.
1: Um, someone's working on it somewhere, but well, and something interested, I mean, the fact that I may not be personally interested in some, something doesn't rule it out as something to do. I mean, the number of people who are engaged as, as gamers or who are engaged in esports. I mean, I used to laugh at it. I don't laugh at it anymore. I mean, it it's a thing and look, it may not be a thing for me, but it's a way for certain people to get drawn into competition. And if it, it's not only competition watching professionals do it, it's competition with their friends who are all participating in it. So um, and nobody's getting hurt. So it's good.
0: Absolutely. I mean, yeah. Yeah. No. Well, I don't know. The, the thumb fatigue. I mean, there might be some in, in all seriousness there. are. You know, I think the mental health component to sports as a whole is becoming more and more of a thing, especially with the pandemic. There's going to be such a heightened focus on mental health. Um, and, you know, as there should be, right? And, and the other causes with social justice and um, race and equality. And I think you kind of put all those things together, Pat, there's going to be a lot of um, new aspects of the business that will come about in the next few years uh, as sports tries to catch up, right? And, and tries to evolve as we get, uh, as you mentioned, come out of this pandemic. I don't really know what we're going to come
1: out of this pandemic. It's kind of just going to well, evolve this life as it is. In some ways, I think sports and entertainment can sort of lead the way. You know, I I, sure. I look back and I, I made this. I, I, I'm reading a lot about. I love to read about history and stuff. But one of the things I thought was great is during as as the country was coming out of the Great Depression, and I, I don't know if it was FDR or it might have been Roosevelt who 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 you know it, we're coming out of this incredible financial calamity coming through there. And he said was the things that actually made money during the depression were the shoe stores and the movie houses because people had to have shoes but they also had to escape from whatever calamity or whatever horrible situation they were in and that people need to engage they need to compete they need to be entertained they need to associate with other people and you know they can decide how they do it and you know I, always, I used to always kind of make fun of sports in a way when I when I was working and I said hey look it's, it's more interesting than talking about the weather. So. <laughs> you know, hey, at least, up, you know,
0: at least, you know, uh, being a weatherman, you can be wrong 90% of the time
1: and never get fired. So that's. that's my, next, my next life is I'm going to come back as a weatherman, because what you can <laughs> say is, well, here's what I think is going to happen. And I mean, do weathermen get fired for being wrong? Yeah. It's, you know, it's just what I thought, you know, so.
0: Yeah. Pat, as we, as we wrap up this episode, I th- I think, you know, the one thing I'm looking forward to with these next 250 episodes, and we will get there, but, um, you know, this No Filter Network platform, you know, shout out to Eric Burns for having us on. I think it's going to be a great, great feature, be something unique. We can engage uh, students, we engage industry professionals a little bit differently, um, as well as, you know, the podcast itself. But, you know, one of the, the cool things is that we can actually have just industry conversations now. And have questions going on at the same time. Um, you know these these kind of. You talked about eavesdropping on a conversation. You can actually drop in on the conversation now, um, which is which will be very neat. But uh, as we typically do in a lot of our episodes, finish with a rapid fire. I'm going to give you some rapid fire questions to to end and cap off. Um, fire away. First first one. What is the one thing that you're you're looking for? Uh, from a business perspective, as we kind of make our way out of this pandemic, what's the one thing that you, you don't think people are thinking about um, that, that you got to keep your eye on?
1: What, what I, I think all of a sudden, uh, people who are in the business have to be more considerate. They have to, there has to be more empathy. There has to, and, and I'm not saying that they weren't before, but, you know, sort of, sort of sometimes you get cocky. You get cocky and you sort of expect that things are going to be the same way anybody who's gone through this will realize that you can't take any of this stuff for granted and i think that's one of the things one of the lessons that we've learned is that you know we love sports and inter- entertainment and engagement so much but we can't take it for granted and so uh, i think it's a you know it's sort of a it's we all got sort of got slapped around a little bit you know it's a lesson learned and you know, it's like the hundred-year forest fire that cleans out all the underbrush, and yeah, it may be difficult, but you know, some of that underbrush needed to be cleaned out. You know, it needed to it needed to go away sure. so the new growth can start. So I don't know. I, that's I I I'm looking I'm looking for good things to happen.
0: All right, you're in you're in San Francisco. You're in the Silicon Valley. People have have moved out because of the pandemic uh, to other places. Uh, but what's the favorite thing in San Francisco? Now that you've got your vaccine, what's the favorite thing in San Francisco you got to go do now?
1: Well, I mean, San Francisco is one of those places that, you know, it, it, it's it, maybe it's like the cockroach of cities. People have talked about San Francisco's demise for, you know, for, for, but San Francisco hasn't been around that long. I mean, the gold rush was 1849. That's not that long ago. So the, the, the this city has risen and fallen many times. And the thing about it is is that, um, yes, there's a lot of things a big city, but there's so many things right with it. And it's such an incredibly beautiful place to live um, that um, you got to have faith that things will get better, and you can sort of see it. You can sort of see the city starting to come back to life. So I don't know. I sort of got faith that things will get better, and uh, I sort of have to get faith. But, uh, you know, in San Francisco, it's like any – any other sort of major city has got issues, but um, there's enough people who care about doing the right thing. There's more of us than there are there are bad people.
0: Well, I know I know I'll have to visit you sometime again here soon once we can get back to traveling. Um, yeah. Last thing before before we go, one guest that you want to have on these next two fifty that we can call out right now. We're getting them on. Wow, um, you
1: know, I'd,
0: <laughs> I'd sort of like it to have could be, it could be a guess. it could be a guess we've already had on. We could we could have
1: him back on a second time. Yeah, um, you know, I sort of would like to have uh, a total left field. How about having the Pope on? <laughs> I mean, he might be I, right mean, hey, okay I, I don't think we're going to hear him say any bad words, so we're okay there. Yeah. But I'm looking to say, well, he, here's what we should be thinking about. Here's here's what we should be worrying about. Whatever. And what the heck? I mean, why wouldn't why couldn't we aspire to do that?
0: Hey, there's no reason why we couldn't make that happen. And you know, look, I, I don't have the connections, but if you do, then yeah, hey, well, we can see what we can. Well,
1: do. I, I do have a connection to sort of the higher calling. You know, <laughs> at least I at least I I pray a lot. So um, maybe some of them they listen to. I don't know.
0: Who knows? Who knows? Um, well, well, Pat, really enjoyed the episode. Uh, a good reflection on the on the you know last 250 episodes that we've done. Again, tremendous group of people we've had to hopefully inspire those and others uh, that want to get into this business, that are already in this business, um, trying to make it a better business, right? And and ultimately um, have some fun while they're at it. So uh, and remember,
1: and- we're in the fun business. We're in the fun business. You know, we we, we, what I always thought was cool was getting paid to do what other people paid to do. You know, I always thought that was kind of a cool thing. So uh, as long as I can sort of be on that side of it, people, you know, I I never had to buy a ticket. Ever? When's the last last time you bought a ticket? When's the last time you actually bought a ticket? I can't remember. I can't remember. I, I, I seriously cannot remember. It was, you know, it... I can't remember the last time I bought a ticket, but i probably, in my career, I've sold hundreds of millions of tickets, you know? And, um, so, um, I don't take any of that stuff for granted. I'm really grateful that I've had the experience to do that. And, uh, so, well, Pat, it's, it's been a, it's been an absolute pleasure,
0: uh, hosting for, for everyone and, uh, having you as a co-host along this journey, really excited for the next, uh, 250 to see what it
1: brings and, uh, again, excited to be on the No Filter Network. Hey, you know, the thing is, we sort of know what I'm going to be doing. What I want to know is what you're going to be doing, because we've already been with you through a couple of jobs. Maybe we'll be able to go through, you know, a couple other jobs, right? You never know. You never know. Hey,
0: I, I, the one thing I've learned, I would say, listening to 250 people's career paths, you yeah. just never know where it goes. There's, there is no telling there. You can't, as much as I did write in my first book that you have to have a plan, you have to have a plan, but usually the plan just gets rewritten and you keep rewriting the plan because there is no, you know, at the end of the day, you take a
1: left, you take a right, you go straight, you make a U-turn, things are going to happen. Stay curious, uh, treat people right. Um, If you say you're going to do something, do it. Um, you know, all sort of all the, actually, it's all the stuff they say, all the stuff that you sort of learned in kindergarten, you know, still apply here. I got to go back. I don't really, just like you don't remember the ticket, I don't, remember. I don't really remember I, kindergarten. Thing so. I remember in kindergarten was I learned how to stand in line. I remember I, I came uh. home one day and my dad asked me the first day, well, what did you learn today? Well, I learned how to stand in line. I was pretty impressed hey. with myself at least, at least you're not cutting people
0: in line and getting in fights. So that's, that's the positive. Uh, We wouldn't want that to happen. So Pat really appreciate it. Uh, Glad to be on with you.